0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to Adult Sports Kid. I am your host, Jason Paul. Am I excited for Madden? Am I actually anticipating a new Madden game? Is the year 2004? No, it's not. I'm a 32-year-old man. The year is 2021. I've been fooled countless times, yet I sit here greatly anticipating a new Madden game from EA Sports. I don't know what it is exactly. I don't know if it was the the way the fixed franchise mode movement on Twitter kicked off last year and seems to really being listened to. I don't know if it's just my excitement of having a PS5 and having another real next-gen sports title to play. I don't know if it's my... Uh, Recent diving into more football news and being excited for the NFL season, but whatever it is, I'm excited. I I want this game. This anticipation's high, and this isn't right, right? We all know we've been here. We've been disappointed. I fooled myself before. I've fallen in love with a game I haven't played before. I've been here. It's not a good idea. Listen, and it's not. I don't. I hope it doesn't. Turn out like the past. I heard hope it doesn't turn out like Madden 19, a game that really I was stretching for, you know. I was like, I need something to hold me over before NBA 2K 2019 comes out. No, no, no. This this has to be different, right? I mean, I've taken a couple of years off of Madden. I haven't had one since Madden 19. And I sit here with you today excited for it. Excited for what seems like new features for. For franchise gamers like me. And that's not to say I won't touch these other modes. And as I think you'll hear on podcasts going forward, I actually have started to enjoy Ultimate Team modes and card collecting modes of the sorts and, and single player focus my career modes and the online portions of them. I do I have love for those modes. I, I dig them. But the core to me for Madden's franchise, right? That's why I fell in love with it. That's why a game like Madden 2005 or... Even Madden 2011 still resonates with me because they were so great to play franchise mode with, to build teams with, and that's what I'm hoping gets to the core. Back to that core, I should say. And it seems like the attention to details there. Or at least it seems like there's a strategy there. Now, I know this year's not going to be perfect, but with the introduction of assistant coaches and coordinators again, my God. That was, what, introduced in Madden 2004, I think, for the first time. It's back. It only took 17 years. That excites me. Uh, the, the, the game planning week to week seems sort of like NFL 2K5, a feature of that game that people don't really talk about. But the hype of NFL 2K5 goes beyond its gameplay. And although I have many beasts with the franchise mode in NFL 2K5, including the introduction of Legends for no reasons a year into your mode, so you have Michael Irvin being signed by the Falcons. But but I'm going off a tangent here. It, let's keep Madden 22. I'm excited. Let, let's look at some of the new features. I'm just going to click around. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say a little bit about these franchise features that excite me. And then maybe we could talk a little bit about what the gameplay excites me. This franchise staff, that's great. I want a coaching carousel where you can hire a hot offensive or defensive coordinator to be your head coach. I want to be able to develop these staffs. Now, I'm a little scared with these you know, staff points and franchise points, whatever they're calling it, that you get as a pre-order bonus. That's not ideal to me. It certainly isn't ideal. But I'll take it. It's something. It's some way to gamify for lack of a better term, franchise mode and improve your coaches and therefore improve their impacts on your players. I think that's amazing. So let's look at uh, we have the 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 talent trees. Now that's going to be how you level up your coaches. So I think that is cool. I hope that is uh, Madden's franchise mode over the past, I'd say like seven or eight years has been very video gamey. Where, you know, you have these goals to hit and you get these XP points and then you apply it to players. And although if I was building a game from the ground up, that would not be my strategy. I do see the appeal of it. And I certainly see the appeal in a football game where, you know, players rise and fall pretty rapidly. And, you know, they rise rapidly and fall precipitously. That happens. So I don't mind. Hey, let me give the control to the user. And if they're using this guy a lot, you know pump a lot of XP in him and it'll get better. I'm okay with that. As long as there's also another underlying system of growth, progression, and regression that behaves realistically. I think if I was designing this game, I would straight up just lend things from Madden on 4, 5, 06 range where every four weeks players go up and down in ratings. That's what I enjoyed most. I think it's very accurate with football, right? I think the season is in these quarter long chunks and players that are playing well should have ratings boosts, because if you're playing with that player well it should have some sort of translation so if you want to sim a game they would still play to your uh what your stick ability seem to be now of course that's not perfect look, look, that's my fantasy plan we don't have to stay there the staff movement uh that i alluded to that seems great. I want to see these, these, these. I want a universe in my franchise mode where it's there's story, right? Like I play the Chicago Bears. They had a great defense. The next year, their their defensive coordinator is in the market. Maybe I snatch them. Maybe I don't snatch them, but I say it goes to a division rival, and I know there's going to be emphasis on defense there. Or, and I really hope that sort of this is brought over from that in 2004 era is like, oh, the playbook goes with them. Now, that's cool. That's where you see the lineages play out because that's what realistically happened. Now, listen, I gave my age earlier. I'm getting old for these for these video games, but I'll tell you what. Growing up, it was cool to see the proliferation of West Coast offenses, right? And being a Philadelphia Eagles fan, that was most obvious in Andy Reid, bringing the West Coast offense to Philadelphia, something that started with the 49ers just slowly sort of proliferated out. So I hope we see something like that in Madden. I'm also excited for the scouting. Uh, There's a new overall scouting system where you send your scouts to different parts of the country and really have a big board and you'll see guys uh, rise and fall throughout. And I really hope that it can accurately encapsulate some of, you know, the discussions we have, right? Like going through the season of, oh, look, is Trevor Lawrence still the number one pick? I want to be able to have those discussions with myself, with my friends, if we're on an online franchise, maybe with you, the the viewer, or the listener. If you want to follow what I'm doing, if I'm to broadcast on Twitch, that's cool. I want this universe to be lively. I want my franchise mode to have, to take on its identity of its own. And that's where Weekly Strategy, the next point to hit and talk about, and it's highlighted on, actually, I will go to the Gridiron Notes, Google Gridiron Notes, Madden NFL 22, franchise updates it's a very well done piece and it does it's really effective marketing for someone like me um so the weekly strategy is great you get to choose what you're going to focus on you get to choose the reps you know the the reps of of your first string versus your backups that's great and it'll have a real effect on fatigue and as we talk about the modern nfl landscape and how coaches in real life are gonna you know sort of use and moderate their their practices and in the world where we're having a 17 game season i love that that onus is also on you and also on you to decide hey what is our game plan going into this and it'll give you boost in that area i think that's great because a lot of what's sort of focused on the blog is like oh well if you're going up against a deep passing team you focus against a deep pass but maybe you want to zig and zag you know maybe you're like oh you know what i'm going to double down on what i do well i'm going to defend the run so there's nothing moving there so all they have is the deep game i think there's chess to be played there i truly do so as we go down this blog what else uh the season engine now this is something i did not get to experience in the last i believe it was introduced in 21 maybe even 20 but scenarios that take place and that have a real output um i think one that's been highlighted a lot in marketing materials is a receiver and a quarterback have a quote-unquote connection and as they if they do better and better in each game the receiver has an out you know a season and uh, he he just has a, a breakthrough season he's just having a tremendous season and he gets a pretty sizable attribute bump now that's cool because even if it's just three or four points you can see that taking an 84 to an 88 turns a guy from you know a number two receiver to a number one receiver Maybe a number two receiver to a Pro Bowl receiver. So I think that's a very interesting thing. Now, I don't know all the scenarios, and I don't know if they're triggered too often or not enough. But I like this idea because it's another thing where it's going to give your franchise life. And I hope that they're not too repetitive. And I hope that they're not too specific. And I hope that there's enough where your imagination can seep in. Because as somebody who's been playing franchise modes for, you know, since they were... Uh, You know, out in the open, probably NBA Live 99 is my first time in the multi season. It wasn't a real franchise mode, but it was a multi season mode where you start to have storylines in your head, right? And you want to play those out. Listen, I was that nerd that used to post on Operation Sports forums. Shout out Operation Sports. And we're going to give you some news from them later about how my franchise is going and writing articles about it. And that, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm old now, but that doesn't go away. I want my franchise modes to have life. And I truly think this can with this season engine. I look at a lot of this stuff as laying the groundwork. I think sports games in particular need to have a strategy and see it through. And I really see this as like the first year in multiple steps of making franchise mode formidable. And maybe even EA Sports will see through analytics that people adopt it more if there's more attention there. Because we're in a world where Ultimate Team's number one, in Madden anyway, and my career is number one if you're looking at NBA, 2K, and we have to deal with that as as somebody like me who loves franchise gaming, but but it doesn't mean it's totally going away. So as I go deeper on this list, I want to bring sort of a parallel from another EA Sports game, modular cinematics, um, sort of how they show the narrative moments. And, but this next section sort of on that cinematic front press conferences, I don't know how many FIFA fans we have, but I played a lot of FIFA 21 this past year and I finished two complete seasons playing every game. And I haven't done that in a franchise sports game in forever. And a lot of that is the uh, immersion you get from these press conferences. Now, are they glitchy? Yeah, they were glitchy in FIFA, but it was cool before big games, after every game, you stand in front of the media, you ask some questions and just being transported to that. And for FIFA, the immersion was excellent. It was, if you're playing a game in Spain, they're asking questions in Spanish. If you're playing a game in England, they're asking questions with an English accent. I appreciate that. I don't know if the same level of detail, obviously there's no international football, so to say, in in the NFL. But I hope that there's some care being given to questions asked in different cities. It would be cool if we threw in some accents. Listen, I know I'm I'm asking for the moon here, but that's where my imagination goes with this. So I'm very excited to see that. Um, We look through. There's going to be cinematics in the locker room. I think that's going to be interesting, especially as you can make decisions and get boosts from them. I'm excited. Uh, The X-Factor stuff, I've never really messed with the Madden game with X-Factor. So I'm hoping that in franchise mode that this is not too overpowered or too underpowered. And I really hope it starts to, you know, show disparity between players. Uh, So I'm fingers crossed I haven't used that in gameplay. So obviously I think some of you listening would know more than that uh, than me. Um, and then this last section, let's read this XP and morale. Both XP and morale return as potential rewards this year, but will be used more to supplement other rewards than being the primary source. So that's also good, where it's not as gamified, and I want these storylines to take hold. So, to be. Sh- uh, this is sort of the crux of where my excitement's coming from. It's coming from franchise mode, it's coming from seemingly the attention they've given it and these features are not groundbreaking actually i would say we could we look at all those they're not doing anything too novel right but if they set a plan and they execute on it we could be in a good spot when this game releases on august 20th but we also could be a good spot years from now um I think the best game that ever sort of laid out a plan and executed on it is MVP Baseball. I don't know if people will remember the first MVP Baseball game, but it was a pretty good effort. It was not amazing. But I remember a lot of the articles in that time when you're reading the Game Informer. I can't quote you what exact magazine I read this in, but they said, we have a three-year plan for this game. In three years, we want this to be fully fleshed out. And sure enough, the third MVP Baseball game in the series was... Drum roll, MVP Baseball 2005. Maybe the greatest baseball game in the history of baseball games. Certainly, I'd say the greatest baseball game EA Sports has ever produced. And that means sticking with a plan like this, kind of great outcomes. So I'm hopeful. The other thing I want to talk about with the Madden hype is PS5. I own a PS5, I'm excited for more sports games in 4K. I'm excited to play these with my other buddies who have PS5s online. I'm excited to to, to Twitch. I, I started to Twitch recently, and I'll give you a little bit of those details in a second. I, I really want to tap back into what Madden felt like from my youth. And I, I hope that there's people listening who are my age and who can share in that. And I hope if there's younger listeners... I don't know how to even really um, describe the Madden hype. It's more close to NBA 2K than any other franchise. But it still occupied a slightly different cultural space because it wasn't about my career and online. It was really about these experiences that were centered a lot around gameplay head-to-head and online head-to-head and franchise mode. And it really took over. And And we don't even have to... And we're going to save this for another episode, right? Because we're going to have to dive deep into nca football and its connection with madden in that franchise mode and i'm going to save that for another episode because that's certainly worth a deep dive of nostalgia and i don't want to i want to focus on madden 22 here so i want to hear from you on this please uh on twitter we're at adult sports kid i want to know what are you excited for madden 22 what do you want to do most what do you do first when you get a madden game and are you sw- swept up in it is it just you know the The Delta variant getting us sad and looking towards another game to play? Or could this really be a Madden that changes things? I uh, appreciate sort of their marketing that they've pushed out. I've seen a lot of good YouTube videos from the team at EA Sports. And I really hope and am hopeful for the first time in a long time that Madden's going to be good. Now, I haven't mentioned gameplay. And the last time I played Madden, I was awful. I'm going to be honest with you guys. I throw interceptions left and right but we're going to see. I'm going to I'm going to lock in. I'm going to pick a pretty good team to start with. I'm going to try to get better this year. I'm going to try to be competitive. I'm going to try to, you know, learn more about football defenses and offenses and really sort of hone in. The way I did when I was younger and playing Madden. It was it was a great time, you know. Madden 05 especially with all those franchise mode details, the owner mode stuff. I hope to go as deep this year. Let's uh, let's get to the news now. Actually, before the news, I want to talk a little bit about my plans for Madden streaming. I do want to dip my toes into the streaming waters, if you will. Um, and I'm going to do this on my personal Twitch. I've debated this about... Uh, I'm, I am going to start an adult sports kid Twitch. I'm going to do this on my personal Twitch. At jpaul1723. Again twitch go to twitch at j paul 1723 subscribe there my plan is for madden opening weekend which i'm going to count as the weekend of the 20th i'm going to hopefully stream that thursday night and that friday um exact times will be determined but think um evening pacific time And I'm hoping more of an all-day thing for Friday. So evening, Thursday, when it releases, maybe a little after midnight on the East Coast, maybe a little bit before if I use the eBay play, we're going to see what I do. And then Friday, I want to stream. I hope to get a buddy, a co-pilot in there to help me coach. And what the plan is, we're going to try out some of the modes. But I think what I want to focus on is starting a franchise mode and playing it. So if uh, if that's any interest to anybody here, Please follow me on Twitch. I do. I'm going to, I want to play a wide variety of of games for you guys, but it'd be really cool if we start a little community around franchise modes on Twitch for Madden. I know they exist in small pockets and I want to insert myself there. I truly think we'll have a good time uh, running a team. So I did want to put that out there. Again, jpaul1723 on Twitch. It's going to be a little more, uh, I can't promise the the family-friendly language I have here on the podcast. I try to keep the podcast PGPG13. I have a feeling the Twitch will be a little crazier. So if you want to have a good time, hang, just like we used to do in the basements of our buddies. Come do that. We'll play Madden. We'll have a good time. Talk football, talk video games, talk sports. So I hope to see you there. So now, without further ado, Let's check out the news. All right, for the news, the week of August 9th, I guess we'll say, to be uh, honest and transparent with all of you, I'm recording this on Thursday, August 12th, so I might miss some of Friday's news if anything breaks. On that note, of course, I'd say the biggest news of today, especially August 12th, EA Play has released Madden for uh, your little 10-hour trial. I'm not... I don't I think I will participate on that not exactly sure when I will Might time it up because I'm gonna get the regular edition of the game but that is out that's definitely the number one story I'm gonna take you through stories now I'm gonna try to do this weekly just to keep you up to date on the latest gaming news I'm gonna source stories from all over the internet I'm gonna try to give as much credit as humanly possible if I miss something feel free to call me out on it uh on my twitter at adult sports so please follow me there as well First story I have, Skater XL Online Multiplayer Free Skate Mode available. This comes to you by way of Operation Sports, published by Steve Noah. Easy Day Studios has released their Skater XL Online Multiplayer Free Skate Mode on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and Steam. The free downloadable update allows up to 10 players the ability to jump into an online skate session together. That's a great news. Um, I think I'm going to do a future episode about sort of the skateboarding renaissance of games we had last summer. But Skater XL's one I like quite a bit. Uh, the problem is the lack of content, especially for console players who do not have access to mods. So any bit of additional content is going to be, I think, received very positively by the community as much as possible. Because there is there's a bit of a... Um, standoffishness between the two because of the, the lack of of support for the console game the lack of new maps a very bad form of communication i'd say in terms of their twitter account and just not a good back and forth there but listen we this is uh 2021 games can heal games can get better over the years and i hope this is step one in a situation where we see easy day studio cater more to the console gamers like myself who bought this game for 40 bucks a year ago and like to dip their toes back in it i don't know if this is going to make me re-download it but i could see this adding replay value to a lot of the players so that is cool also coming from operation sports mlb field of dream stadium coming to mlb the show 21 on august 10th so that is out and out in time for the game which happens thursday august 12th tonight when i'm recording it very cool uh, cool thing that the MLB is doing by playing at a Field of Dreams field. And then very cool that MLB The Show supports it. I think growing up, these sort of gimmicky, for lack of a better term, stadiums or games, we always wanted them represented in sports games. I remember the, the Mexico City game that happened, I believe in 2005 or 2006. That was represented in Madden. I always thought that was cool. And any cool fantasy quote-unquote stadiums like this have always been pretty popular in baseball games. I know MVP Baseball 2005 had a lot of classic stadiums and I think a couple of fantasy stadiums. So this is great. It's sort of a mix of both, right? It's a real stadium based off of a movie. So that sort of supports awesome. And not only the support's great, but that it comes in time for the game. Barely so, but it does make it in there. I think we all want our franchise modes to be as accurate as possible. And stuff like this makes it. So I'm not sure if it hits franchise mode. Doesn't say anything in the story that I'm looking at right now. But fingers crossed it does. If not, you can at least play around an exhibition with it. So I think that's really cool. Again, that story comes from Operation Sports. The next um, story I picked out was... FIFA 22 Ultimate Team details revealed. There's a trailer the FIFA team released. I'm reading this from www.sportsgamersonline.com. So I encourage you all to uh, check out the story from Curtis Russell, where he's going to sort of break down the customization, how progression is reworked, and then uh, FIFA Ultimate Team Heroes. and uh, and And FIFA Ultimate Team Heroes put some of the best players at their very best in FIFA Ultimate Team. Heroes, older players, legends, things like that. Very popular in, in modes like this. I don't have too much to comment on. I'm not the biggest Ultimate Team player when it comes to FIFA. I'm more of a career mode guy when it comes to uh, the old footy. But, you know, I, I don't think we should see, I don't think we sh- should expect to see EA support Ultimate Team modes any less. They make a lot of money for them. They're going to announce, you know, these new ultimate team modes every year, going to drop a trailer, going to get a lot of views just because there are people absolutely addicted to these modes. So there's always going to be little tweaks in here. Nothing in what I've read and watched around this ultimate team mode seems groundbreaking. The customizations will continue and things like that. Um, so as we continue on, another story from Sports Gamers Online, this one courtesy of Greg Thompson who writes for them, and the Riders Republic beta dates announced. So Riders Republic is an action sports game announced, I think it was announced originally or the first I saw of it was in June around the time of E3, if it was E3 or whatever E3 is nowadays, it's from Ubisoft. And I'm actually kind of interested in it. I it, It's sort of the spiritual successor to Steep, which I enjoyed as a free game on PlayStation Plus. So I actually signed up for this beta and I hope to use it. But the dates are very narrow as we'll get into it. So last month, Ubisoft announced Riders Republic is going to be delayed until October 28th, 2021. It was originally set for a post-Labor Day release. Um, and that was delayed to late October but now new information concerning the beta has just come out. And it's gonna, the beta is going to run from 23rd to the 25th. To me, that's a very short amount of time to run a beta. I've heard rumors on Reddit forums that develop. It's not going so well. And I really hope for this game to pull through. I think a game like this would be really neat to have. I Listen. And all that's just sort of the point of the podcast. You know, growing up, action sports games extreme sports games were huge i mean the tony hawk series but then we had the derivatives from aggressive inline to dave mirror and these series were produced by different companies and they were pretty damn good games so i like to see the action sports renaissance riders republic looks cool as a massively large-scale multiplayer um game they have a mode specific i haven't seen anything like this in action sports games six v six where you're gonna have trick battles and races. You can do mountain bikes, the squirrel suits. It looks like there's even um, it looks like a jet pack on the back of one guy. So it's definitely a thing that, that plays with the reality a bit. But I think something like this would be fun online. Arcading racing's good, a little SSX miss Mitch. Mitch yeah, mixed with a little downhill domination, if anybody remembers that gem from the PlayStation 2 era. So I was looking forward to it. Also, what intrigues me about this particular game is you can do third person, you can do first person. I think that's neat. Still has this uh, snowboarding as well and skiing from steep. So they're sort of building on that foundation, which I like to see. So, unfortunately, the beta is pretty small, uh, but. You know, If I have time with Madden, I might give this a shot. The other cool thing I'd like to mention here is if you do get a beta invite, and I don't know if I got one yet, you can invite two friends. So I think they're all in with the multiplayer aspect of this. I like that as well. We'll see how this game progresses. Uh, to the next story. This one from Operation Sports. Seven more racing titles added to EA Playlist and Xbox Games Pass courtesy of steve noah from set operation sports seven more racing titles have been added to the ea play member playlist joining the growing library of games available on the service the list of racing titles include f1 2019 f1 2020 dirt 5 dirt 4 dirt rally 2.0 dirt rally and grid all seven of these titles i listed are what Code Masters games. Now Codemasters was acquired by EA Sports. We saw F1 2021 be the first F1 game with that EA splash EA Sports Splash logo, uh startup screen to come up, and it really kinda took me off because you know you don't you're not used to seeing that in an F1 game. Not that I played many, but I do want to say F1 2021, excellent from what I've played so far. I'm not good at it, but it's a very fun game, a very good simulation. A type of racing game I really enjoy, uh, especially of time to sink your teeth into. Just a nice simulation of the sport itself and one that makes me interested in the sport. And that's another through line I think you see on this podcast or here on this podcast, I should say. A lot of video games have pushed me towards following the sport in real life, and I can totally see myself with F1. To get back to this story, I think the key thing here is just showing the power of EA EA play being integrated into Games Pass. And the value of EA, of Xbox Games Pass. Now, currently, I have a PlayStation 5. I have a Xbox One, but I, I, it's in my living room. I don't really play it that much. But additions like this to EA Play, and with EA Play being integrated in Xbox Games Pass, makes me want to get an Xbox more and more. The growing list of free games that are there, that are quality, I'd give Dirt 5 a shot. I'd give Dirt Rally a shot. I've heard good things about Grid. These are the types of games for, Listen, if I'm only paying you know $15 a month or whatever for Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, that's worth it. It's included, it's worth the download to me. So that's where I think the growing narrative is here. Of course, you can get EA Play on PlayStation as well for five bucks a month or $30 for the year. So that's really cool that they're moving in and that that acquisition of Codemasters isn't just benefiting EA going forward but also they're going into their past and pulling and pulling out these classics because Codemasters is a you know it, it it people love their racing games that's what they do best that's why they acquired them so let's uh bear the fruits of those labors, so so to speak and 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 put it out to all EA Play members so very cool news there if you're a fan of the racing genre sticking with racing uh, also from Operation Sports, we have a story about Forza Horizon 5 map and more gameplay footage revealed. So Playground Games has revealed a Forza Horizon 5 map of Mexico, and it is ginormous, and it looks ginormous. In this article, it also details that the map is one and a half times larger than the one in Forza Horizon 4 and features 11 unique biomes which have been researched and recreated using photo Grammetry to recreate An accurate environment there you go you hear me stumbling upon words already That's great um, So 11 unique biomes should Have some fun racing now listen for Forza Horizon 5 definitely more of the arcadey side but a very Fun experience I believe I Played a decent amount of Forza Horizon 3 I Haven't really revisited Since because I'm not the biggest Xbox guy in the world but again piggybacking off that last Story it's things like this where all first party games are part of uh Xbox Games Pass. This pushes me more and more towards an Xbox where I'm like, well, if I get that and Games Pass, I have Forza Horizon 5, which seems massive will scratch that racing itch. And if this one doesn't, there's the seven Codemasters titles I told you about earlier. So really cool for Forza Horizon always scores well. There's a lot of Forza fans who have been built up, you know, over the past you know, we're nearing close 20 years of Forza games. So Really cool to see how much Horizons stayed as like uh, has staying power and how they've moved away from just straight Forza as a competitor to the Gran Turismo space to really sort of carve out a new niche. I would even say where it's like a little more realistic than the need for speed type of racing and a little more user friendly than Gran Turismo. And I think they found a groove because these do get pumped out quite a bit. They sell well and they're highly anticipated. So really cool to see uh, the locale. It seems like Mexico makes a lot of sense, a lot of open roads, a lot of different biomes. And of course, um, the graphics look phenomenal from what I've seen as well. So definitely keep an eye on that. Right now, Forza Horizon 5 is scheduled for release on November 9th for Xbox One, Xbox Series X, and the PC. And of course, Xbox Game Pass members can play on day one and if you purchase the premium edition of Forza Horizon 5, you play a few days early on November 5th. The next story, we continue with racing. Uh, can you believe it or not? I don't know what it is, but it seems to be racing season here. We got the first trailer for NASCAR 21 Ignition. Now, NASCAR 21 Ignition is a successor to the NASCAR Heat Series. It was NASCAR Heat 5. Let me just double check that. It was the last release. I did not play NASCAR Heat 5. I played NASCAR Heat 4. I streamed it on Twitch. It was a great time. Really made me have a deeper appreciation for NASCAR. The best NASCAR game i played since. We're talking like NASCAR Thunder 2003 or 2004. The EA line of games. These are really well-made games. Now the big thing with this new one and the move away from the Heat series is they moved to a new engine uh to i guess improve graphics and just overall gameplay now i didn't really have an issue with the old one but they moved to a new engine now fingers crossed they don't take two a step forward two steps back with a new engine i am a little worried though uh we're not seeing true next-gen support this isn't coming out for ps5 or xbox series x of course you can play it on those consoles with the ps4 or the xbox one version so it's a little disappointing there but Uh, the team behind this motorsports uh i believe it's what's the name motorsports games is the official name i mean listen this is a development studio that's honing in specifically on motorsports and racing games so fingers crossed there that they pull off uh a good release and nascar fans have something great because you have to remember uh, you know, you gotta feel bad for these NASCAR fans who went from the EA license to sort of being just a no man's land, and then NASCAR. He picked it up, and it was a slow build. And something I talked about earlier, they seem to really have a plan, and they've really fleshed out the release to the point where people really like those games. They don't do everything; they're not, they don't do anything amazingly, but they do things just enough. They keep it fun. They keep it realistic enough where you're gonna even get casual racing fans like me into it so that's really cool this story from um so there is a trailer they released on the nascar heat twitter handle which again like shows you know this rebranding a little odd when you have your marketing materials all with the old brand so we'll see what happens there they also have a new uh twitter account they want you to follow at, at nascar ignition from operation sports uh some they from steve noah some details were released and it's really just reads like uh, a, a press release uh, will be developed by the NASCAR 21 ignition will be developed and published by Motorsport Games. The simulation will be powered by the Unreal Engine and Studio 397's highly acclaimed R-Factor physics engine. So that moves to the Unreal Engine is sort of what I was referring to earlier and necessitated. Um, I guess a name change in this series as well. The game will come complete with official drivers, teams, tracks from the 2021 NASCAR Cup Series, including broadcast quality pre-race buildups and post-race replays. That's something I think everyone will welcome. I noticed even with F1 2021 and some of the critical reception of it, a lot of people honed in on like, eh, you know, during the race, it doesn't feel like it's a broadcast after race. There's some cutscenes. I think we could use more pageantry in all these racing games, especially when it comes to NASCAR. I think there's a lot of that built into the pre-race spectacle. Um, so I'll be very, very interested in this. Uh, I'll give it a shot if it, if the reviews are decent. I'm certainly going to keep an eye on it. The other cool thing to note is drivers will be face scanned into the game to provide their realistic representations so, so that, that's awesome uh, you know because you don't really see the driver's face too much if you're in the cockpit view you know you're, you are the driver and if you're outside of the car you're not going to see it so if they're focusing that much for some pre-race post-race maybe some career mode um, features that's fantastic uh, and then let's see if they mention anything online races will be supported, will be supported for up to 40 players a full NASCAR grid that's really cool Listen, I don't have 39 friends that, that are on the NASCAR to choose from, but you could come to a lot of cool leagues, uh, I'm sure, that that are running online. So the, the more support for a bigger field, the better. Uh, also, NASCAR 21 Ignition will feature a fully curated soundtrack with artists such as Leonard Skinner, Imagine Dragons, Aerosmith, and Luke Combs. Listen, I need that, side of, that sort of country, southern rock in a NASCAR game. I need that. I need to feel like I'm in the South. I remember the one, what was it, like NASCAR Thunder 2003-2004. It just had Sweet Home Alabama. That was it. That was the only song on repeat. Guess what? We all loved it. All right, so that is your news for the week. Um, I want to talk one other note, not really news, but a recommendation. I don't know how much of an ongoing segment this will be, but a recommendation for... uh, NLSC podcast number 387. Now, the NLSC, I don't know if you guys know, it. you can find their website at www.mba-live.com. This is a forum I've been visiting for over a decade now, heavily into modding of NBA 2K and old NBA Live games, a really hardcore simulation basketball community, a community that's not only given feedback to developers on these games but have given literal developers to these games because of how good the modding tools are that are using the forms at the nlsc 2K and NBA Live have shown interest in these guys. And this podcast, the NLSC podcast number 387, I highly recommend. They interview Leftos. He is an old poster on the Operation Sports forums but and also on the NLSC forums where he started making modding tools that got the attention of 2K. And there's actually a bidding war that started between EA Sports and 2K for our services. And that's something I want to highlight, um, how cool that is. And 2K is gonna gets a lot of crap. It does. There's a lot of negative parts, a lot of parts I don't enjoy, a lot of the you know, the microtransactions of it, the pay to win aspects of it. But will I what what I will give two K credit for is the amount of users they plucked from the community, dedicated frenzied users who love basketball love basketball video games get a chance and leftos is is the best example i think of this um because he was a big franchise guy and now he works on the back-end development side of franchise modes within nba 2k and that they've made made huge strides the things nba 2k series lets you do in franchise mode is unparalleled in the history of sporting game sports games on consoles period the, the rule changes you can do, the additions of, of six more teams that have a 36 team leagues. It goes on and on. The amount of sliders they let you tweak. And he goes into this in this uh, episode. I would just love if you guys checked it out. One, it's a great podcast about sports video games and specifically sports bas- or basketball video games. But to hear a member of the community work on that side, it sort of gives you hope that. The right people are working on these games. Now they're going to face an uphill political battle. Anybody who's worked in software development knows it's not up to the developers what goes in the game. But when you know those advocates are there, it makes me feel better about playing the game, supporting the product, and gives me hope for the future. I might do a deeper dive in a future episode on how 2K has done this in the past. I mean, the biggest example is Mike Wang. I don't know his exact title, but he you know, he's like the, he's the head of 2K basketball for lack of a better term. He's, he used to post on operation sports forums all the time. I mean, there's a, you know, his posting name was Baluba and there's a Baluba camera in 2K. The year he went over to NBA Live and NBA Live 10 is a good game. He has, uh, he has the, he has a keen eye for, for creating a good basketball simulation game. And he was somebody else who, was a fan of basketball video games posted on forums applied for a job and got it so i just wanted to highlight a really cool thing like that i urge you to check out that podcast it's a really good time it's very interesting and i think it'll lighten a lot of people on how games are, are developed but also that there are advocates on the development side for the features that we've been talking about for years and years the last bit of bit will just be housekeeping uh, please follow me Twitter at Adult Sports Kid. Please subscribe, leave a review for this podcast wherever you found it. I want to thank you sincerely for listening. I also want you to let me know if there's a place you're looking for this podcast and can't find it. Um, feel free tw- Twitter at Adult Sports Kid. Let me know. Um, you can please follow my Twitch at JPaul1723. At JPaul1723 again. It's uh my personal twitch i'm going to be streaming madden on it i'm ex- i'm expecting next thursday next friday might do something earlier with ea play i'm not sure yet but i'm i'm planning on twitch twitch streaming quite a bit i want to like i said earlier in this podcast generate a nice community around twitch streaming and then if you guys want to stick around for this last couple minutes i'm just going to tell you some plans for the channel these will this this channel will evolve evolve i should say we'll see where it goes but my plan right now and this i know this first episode's gonna screw this up i'm planning to release new episodes on mondays this first one's friday because of you know how big the madden hype is right now i wanted to get it out before everybody had their hands on the game the plans for a monday release that they may change but i'm gonna try to be as uh, consistent as possible with the day it's released in addition, you can expect the format of an episode to have a deep dive or a conversation with uh, one of my friends or a peer in the industry up front about a certain topic in sports gaming or game or sports culture in general. And then at the end of the episode, I will give you the, the round out of the news and then expect additional content, maybe bonus episode here or there. We'll see where that goes. If there's something small or breaking news, that's where to talk about. I'm definitely not going to cut myself off from ever doing that and then like i said the other part of this is gonna be on twitch where we're gonna actually play the games so follow me there at jpaul1723 and let's see what we can make of this um again i want to thank everybody for finding this episode i appreciate you finding subscribing listening as always everyone have a good one